I would say animals, no, but not based on that. Other animals peeing on the mattress, like cats and stuff oh, like that. Oh, one of my boys peed on my old mattress. Yeah. One of my boys peed on my old mattress and I slept on it for like 10 years after. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another edition of the Thrifty Podcast, another chapter in my audio thrifting diary. I'm Toddy, as usual, and this week I survived not only moving, not only driving in a flood, but Kelsey, I also lost my job. I am well aware of this. And we have just moved in together Saturday. I lost my job. What is today? Friday? Thursday. Friday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, you lost your job Wednesday, Wednesday, I lost my job, how are you feeling about it? Oh, you know, fan-fucking-tastic, I feel great, thank you, thank you, but uh, Kelsey Holmberg is again joining us this week, I always appreciate you coming on to the show, I traveled a long way to be here, I'm gonna pop that tab on the air, that was on air, so this is... A quarter to one beer. This um, is the beer that we got on our on our journey home yesterday. Completely skunked out of its own rightful mind. Yeah. This beer is. This is. It's a gen. It's a Genesee Cream Ale. Jenny Cream Ale. It's like one of my favorite beers. It's cheap as hell, and I went into the walk-in cooler at this beer distributor, looking for this brand of beer specifically, and I only they only had one case of it yeah it was a 30 pack it was in the corner hidden under two cases of old milwaukee so i had to dig for it it's obviously been there for ages is not good no the beer itself when it starts is not good this is the worst it could be (laughs) i never even heard of this beer before we spoke years ago yeah when you first bought it i was like who it's the most generic looking can Mm mm-hmm Jenny comes in three different types: Jenny, Jenny Light, and Jenny Cream Ale. I have only, I've only been partaking in beer for probably like five years, though. I was all all uh, hard liquor mm-hmm. before that, um, and then I didn't understand beer because I would just do all hard liquor straight because that's what I thought what you did when you drank. Yeah, and then when people are like, "You want a beer?" I'm like, "Why would I ever want a beer?" 
And then I understood, I understand that now because drink, drinking like a half bottle of liquor a night yeah. isn't what you're supposed to be doing. No. Beer is just good when you know you're going to be... You're going to be there for a minute. So mm-hmm. having something to do with your hands and your mouth and getting a little bit more confident as you go along, mm-hmm. a little better. Yeah, I would just show up trashed. We have a lot on the docket today, a lot to get into. We have, we did, uh, Kelsey and I went thrifting um, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Um, so let's dive into that. So you want to talk about the trip itself? The trip itself. Well, let's start from the beginning. Right. So mm-hmm. we'd been talking about going out for a while and then eventually we just like got our butts out of our seats, got in the car, hit outgoing traffic super hard. Mm-hmm. So we were probably an extra 30 minutes on our say, trip. I was about to say Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. 30 minutes delayed via traffic to start mm-hmm. the day. And we had left probably what? Fourth. About 5 p.m. Eastern Standard? Something like that. It was slim pickings when we got to the Goodwill outlet. Um, There was only one table change, and it wasn't like a big one. But there was like uh, an area that just looked like a wasteland. (laughs) More so than usual. More so than usual. In the the left corner, there were just a, a giant mound, Mount Everest style mound of clothes. There wasn't any dead climbers on it. But a Mount Everest style clothes of just random, I don't want to even say vintage. They were just like sort of like late 90s-ish, um, I, early 2000s You clothes. know, I didn't even notice that there was any kind of theme to it because I was just overwhelmed by the fact that it was taller than I was Yeah, on top of this bin. That's also true. So we got some stuff. We left the outlet. And the outlet, and this was something we knew going in. Yeah. The outlet going to the road fell over. Um, yeah, a while ago. A while ago. So when I go to Goodwill Outlets, we have to use a certain road, Route 30, which is only P- Pittsburgh people know what that is. But that road fell over a cliff into an apartment building. <laughs> yeah. So that's a whole thing. So we had to take that detour. And then we did come upon another detour that two detours already and we had to turn the camera camera the car around and at that point it started to pour down rain yeah it (laughs) it it started to rain pretty much the minute that we left because i i requested a stop at the beer store so pretty much the minute we left the beer store it started Mm -hmm. this little deluge and i was aware that it was going to rain today Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were. No. Okay, I was I'm a- never aware. I was aware that it was going to rain because I have to write the uh, the weather on the board at the hotel, but I uh, did not expect what we came across, which was just you know sheets of what I totally forgot on the way back from that. So we're leaving the beer store, heading back to our new apartment, hopefully, and we came across a young man who had hydroplaned in his car not- via via the the rain yeah so he was on he was on the right most lane he was in in like on the highway in the lane he um, was in a bunch of lanes when we found him well parts of his car yeah. had had drifted a over telephone pole he had knocked over a telephone pole luckily that didn't really get into the road so much Mm-mm. but by the time we had come across him I guess it was shortly after yeah, the accident. There were, he had hydroplaned 
Um, his car was in pretty bad shape. We had passed him, and he was sort of like pressed up against the window with his back. I yeah. could see his green shirt in there. I almost thought that was an airbag at first because it just took up the entire driver window. So you pulled over. I pulled over because immediately I said, we got to pull over. Nobody had pulled over. Yeah, and it did look like a fresh accident, it, like it just happened. And it did. And I came upon the car, and I found him It kind of pretty shocked, but... Overall, uh, overall, he was okay, but the reason why he was pressed up against the window, his back was pressed up against the window, is because the inside of his car kind of punctured through everything. Something you're familiar with? Something I'm familiar <laughs> with, the insides of cars puncturing, almost puncturing, because fortunately this young man was uninjured, whatsoever. He, yeah. he was not hurt whatsoever, but he was inches away from getting his insides just sliced sliced open and onto his nice green shirt mm. um would be in christmas colors inside that car oh god and that's when i thought the 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 trip home was over i yeah. thought that was going to be the worst thing we encountered <laughs> on our trip home was that but little did we know it was not yeah we we got on the turn that basically just leads into our neighborhood. It's like the one exit. At this point, we're almost back to where we were supposed to go. We're so close. We we're got, so close we though. Got through, we got through downtown. We thought the worst was over. And then when we had pulled off, we made our exit. We saw some like kind of police lights or something like that. Just, just right... Right. They, yeah, there were two cars, uh, two police vehicles parked next to each other, and they were talking to each other through the window. And then as we were getting closer, because traffic was kind of crawling through, mm-hmm. one of but the... But it was still crawling. It was yeah, still it was still through. moving forward. One of the vehicles, uh, one of the police vehicles, I should say, started up, passed us on the right-hand side, and then probably three cars ahead of mm-hmm. us uh, angled his car to block traffic and redirect it back onto the highway. So we then didn't get off at the particular exit. No. We were just this close of actually so close. getting there. And I had realized that when the police vehicle had blocked that way, I looked down and it was just a pool. Oh, yeah. It was just a giant pool of water. People were crawling around that. So we got diverted back onto the highway. Then we tried the second route. Then we tried a second route, which was already flooded and blocked. And then we cut up over a hill where I thought I knew another way, but that way led to the same way we already had. And then eventually we were a ways away. Just We stopped in a parking lot and let the rain just come down for a little bit to kind of collect what was going on. But we were stuck out into the rain. There was two other, two, two other vehicles in that parking lot with us. At least, us. yeah. And then finally... It took us about an hour and a half, two hours of all those detours, but we made it home in one piece. Yeah. Thankfully. From the time we left the beer store to the time that we got home, it was like an hour and 40 minutes. And that's including the car crash that we came across. That's that's right. So that's probably over two hours because I'm starting this from after the beer store and the beer store was already... Well, like, I sent a I sent a text right after the beer store, so I know it was an hour and forty minutes before we got home. Damn! So that's what it took to collect the thrift haul from this week. I'm happy with the things I got. I can't say that I have a lot of information on them, but uh, mm-hmm. let's. You want to dive into it? Yeah, let's dive in. We actually got three ceramic pieces for this week's thrift haul. They're all animals. We're going to start out with the smallest. We have a small ceramic cow. Saw this guy kind of just drifting around, you know, floating around the trash. Um, 
and he's real cute. I would say he's maybe like four inches high. Maybe he's about one apple high, uh, one and a half apples long, mm-hmm. and uh, or two solid oranges. Two solid oranges, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple um, and a half. Ceramic, a uh, little Im- embedded uh, marker saying that he's made in Japan. And I am a big fan of uh, hand painted Japanese ceramics. Are something that I would like to collect a little bit more of. Mm-hmm. But they are usually pretty expensive when you find them online. Um, I would say I couldn't find this dude exactly, but very similar things were going for probably sixteen to twenty dollars a piece. It's not bad. Yeah. And he looks like he's painted like brown. He's got some blue in him. He's got his horns up. Yeah, nice uh nice medley of colors, brown, blue, yellow, pink. On on his white. on his back, that brown thing on his back. Yeah. Is that what would that be? That's a saddle. That's a type of saddle. Oh. So you're riding cows, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's like a a pointier saddle. I want to say that's probably I actually I'm not going to hesitate to guess what culture that kind of saddle comes from but it's Mm -hmm. it's not your typical western american no no i already have a japanese ceramic planter that's Mm -hmm. the two dogs and it's a classic white and blue ceramic so i think it'd be kind of cool they're very they're very kitschy they're very adorable so that was our first ceramic find the small cow we're actually going to upgrade to a big daddy cow and also a goose so what we're looking at now and they're a pair we have a goose head and a cow head and we're actually going to put these above our fireplace on our mantle over these like two holes that we found yeah it looks like originally there were two sconces that kind of were on either side above the fireplace in our living room non-functional fireplace worth noting um, but very non-functional <laughs> right now they are just gaping holes with some electronics inside so we saw these after we had viewed the place and I think we both thought they were we both had the same thought for them mm-hmm. and we um, both e- each of us got one a piece these are also Japanese and not a lot is out there information with those as well but i believe that i found that it actually came in a group of three mm-hmm. so with the ceramic cow head the ceramic goose head there's a ceramic pig head oh damn i would love the we pig didn't get head the pig. um but a listing of two geese and a cow i've seen for a hundred dollars yeah so that's not too bad but the cow itself is seven inches by six and a half I'd say the goose, though I didn't measure that. It's a little, it's a, not as wide, but it is taller than that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like geese are to cows. Yeah, and I think roughly they'd be about $25 each um, that, that they're put together, but they're just pure white, and they have these beady orange eyes. Yeah, like these affixed amber eyes, which you actually see a lot in white ceramic animals. You mm-hmm. get those... Uh, I think they're non-threatening colored because blue is a little icy and scary. So like the amber. It's more like non-dominant. Yeah. More sort of just. It's friendlier. I had actually dug into the the cow ceramic because the cow ceramic seems to be like the most popular one. The cow head. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a bull. Are we maybe no, saying No, it's bull? listed as cow. I mean, it does look like a bull, but it, it uh, there's also folks who's listed it as a cow itself. Yeah. Okay. Just to note, it does have horns. It does have horns, yes. P. 
people have gone about painting these. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And they painted them in very cow fashion with the black and white. Mm-hmm. And they're selling them for the same amount. I don't want something that you drew on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are already glazed. And that's also why I don't dig too deep when it comes to art on eBay. Because people just paint over stuff. Now, the next piece, if you're a longtime listener of Thrifty Podcasts, you know that we have had a lot of rare and a lot of unique objects. Well, this is a Thrifty Podcast first time ever. This actually was sort of stolen, but it was also sort of okay to do it. <laughs> I worked at a school. I've been working at a school for a long time. And it shut down on me. Like, literally, I walked in the door and they said, effective immediately, you have no job. So I worked on this old-ass work phone that I looked up and it's actually an antique. So you better believe I stole that out the door. (laughs) I've been working in education on and off for about 10 years. And usually things get pretty hairy um around like the one one and a half year mark when i work with schools so around the time you move around the time time. i move um i've moved before to get closer to a job in education and then two weeks later i found out that my job was ending but in that case when i found out my job was ending that time i still had a couple of months where i worked in the facility and helped them shut it down because i was appreciated and it was it was a good staff This time wasn't that nice. Um, (laughs) We had moved in on last Saturday and then Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday. Yesterday, I found out that my job is effectively ending immediately. Yeah, I... uh, Immediately. I had just gotten home from work. I passed you on the way back to the house. You were on your way to the, the light rail and I was on my way off of it. Mm-hmm. said hi and I was like have a good day at work and then you called me maybe got us kaiju big battle tickets yeah I y- you called me maybe an hour and a half later probably and you were just like so yeah I'm done it's over I'm it's done. over the, yeah so the school announced that it would be closing and the interesting thing about the school announcing that it would be closing obviously we all lose our jobs but the week prior week and a half prior, something like that, we actually saw blueprints Mm -hmm. of they were looking to move and expand in the same building we were. So we actually saw artists rendered pictures of what the new facility would look like. And, you know, not to... Not to tell tales out of school, not to tell your story for you, but you had been talking about, you know, you never really liked the job all that much, and you were thinking about maybe looking for something else or just doing Mm, something else. I wasn't heartbroken by it. Yeah, but you had been talking about doing it, and then when they said that they were building a new building and going to move you into a new space, you're like, well, maybe I'll stick around for this. This is at least a step forward. Yeah. And then four steps, ten steps back. (laughs) And then so effectively, immediately, I lost my job. The reason why that it wasn't all a wash, because often co-host, my first co-host of this sh- show, Josh Lasko Larkin, that's where we met. That's where I met that dude. So 
he and I started this show together, and he's still a, a huge part of it to this day. So not all lost because I found Josh, and he's going to be my friend for probably a long-ass time. Um, but it was such a dated culture um, from that school. I've worked in schools before. I've never seen stuff run the way it was run there. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I took my phone, because my phone that I used... I made like 200 some calls a day, mm-hmm. 200 and some calls a day. The phone is from the late 80s. It's a vintage phone. So I took it. So I took it. I took it right off my desk. So this is secondhand because I didn't pay a penny for it. And I have my name on it. Um, God, that's satisfying to hang up. <laughs> yeah, this is the hang up noise that I would do 200 times a day. the volume down when parents were screaming at me and here's the mute button that I would have to press when I was having a panic attack because I couldn't deal with them and here was the redial button I would press when they would hang up on me but this phone is good memories good memories this phone is uh, an Avea phone an Avea 2500 YMGP it's uh, dated from the mid to late 80s. Uh, the thing about this model itself is it was such a, such a successful model that they had ran this same phone for like 10 years. Yeah. So it's no telling when it was created. It could have been the first of its kind, could have been the last of its kind. But this version could uh, you could buy for about 25 to $50. I've even had places... Uh, that have quoted it for $115. So I was working on an active, usable antique. This phone has, like, the cool thing that you always see in movies from the 80s. Sorry, I'm going to do, like, a little demonstration Mm -hmm. where they're, like, on the phone with one hand, but they want to, like, walk around travel, but it has that cord, so it has this. Yeah. You can, like, pick it up. So you can put your fingers in it and pick it up and... Walk Carry with, a cord with you. Phone. Yeah, I just remember a lot of movies where very important business people were picking up phones and walking with them. Well, um, babe, that was me. That was you. Just for a little bit, though. No longer. No longer. But this version itself, uh, when it was first advertised, they had stressed that it featured volume control. Oh mute, God redial and a hold button also a high low ringer switch on the bottom includes cord to hook into your landline so that was the that was the avea phone and i have since looked up the the history of the company and stuff like that um they're under digicom and digicom Mm -hmm. has on their website that they're proudly canadian now, is it Avea or Avaya? I've always heard of Avaya. I've always heard of Avea. Ah, two sides of the same coin here. Yeah, pretty much. So Avaya or Avea, they actually have a website where they document their phones and phones over time. And it, it it's really cute. I'll post it on, on the uh, Thrifty Podcast Facebook. But it documents on the left-hand side what was going on in technology and is... Uh, technology was advancing the phones that they would put out on the right hand side so it's like a nice little chart but Avaya or up with the time exactly and that's why Avaya or Avea is still around to this day because they've been buying and selling and creating 
office phones since forever. And I so have, every model is different. I will say I've always used an Avea phone. Anywhere yeah. that I've worked, whether it was a call center, just like a, a secretarial like office job, things like that. It's always been the same company. And they've always been pretty consistent. But I've never seen a phone this old. I'm used to the old like where... This one, the receiver is horizontal on the phone. I'm used okay. to it being vertical with the yeah, keypad. Yeah, so you could just kind of like yeah. plug it, plug it, it in. Exactly, sort of. but you have the the old horizontal, uh, like Toy Story phone model mm-hmm. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's like think of the Toy Story phone only black, and that's what I use. Black and all business, and with Todd's name on it. My name right on the front of it. And uh, the Avaya headquarters is actually currently in Santa Clara, California. Their revenue of from 2017 was 3.27 billion dollars. Because they are in every single office, they are your phone. So they're a progressive phone company that's always kept up with the times. And a big reason why, where I work with, where I used to work no longer exists because they didn't <laughs> keep up with they the times. didn't keep up with the times and i had worked on this late 80s phone um mid to late 80s phone i'm 30 i was born in 87 so there's a good chance that this phone is my age or older wow what else do we have here you got some like cool playing cool. i got some weird stuff this week yeah what that. is your so from the outlet you've also picked up a like f- six six five Five boxes of playing cards, and they're all a little bit different. They're all packaged. Yeah. They're never open. Any of them um, opened? One of them is opened. Um, okay. And actually, two of them are open. Yeah. Um. So, across like I would say two, two and a half bins mm-hmm. was a entire collection of playing cards. Some of them open, some of them not. Some of them just loose and spread throughout all the rest. Um. But it looked like somebody had, like, a lifelong collection of playing cards. It was interesting. Um, so I picked out a few. I have one that I'm going to give to my friend um, and some that I just picked up so I could talk about them what's today. The fr- oh, yeah. What's the friend one? Go over that one. I don't want to get as attached to it, so go yeah. over that one first. The, the, the cool brand cigarettes are the ones that I'm going to give to my cool friend. Cool brand cigarette playing cards? Yes. Okay. So, you know, cool. Yeah. brand of cigarettes they're really not i i think they still sell them but i've never met somebody who i was cools. about to say my grandma used to smoke those and i haven't heard of them since no so it uh cool and mild today with a very i would say like late 80s early 90s woman on the front of it i haven't opened this one this one's sealed i'm i think i'm gonna wait mm-hmm. and let my friend open yeah. that um, I also got a pack of cards with Sagittarius on the front because that's my star sign. It felt like kind of a... Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this one was already opened. The art's regular. Regular art. Mm-hmm. Joker's kind of funny. He looks like a, like a pillow person. Oh, yeah. Just a pillow <laughs> person. Jester. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, gosh playing cards are hard to maneuver with one hand yep uh the other open pack is a richard bruce dick cheney vice president halliburton ex-ceo oh let me open that one yeah open that one see what's going on there i thought we could unbox these ones oh i'd love to unbox some playing cards on the show um 
What do you have in that, those ones in your hand? I'm opening the Dick Cheney, the Richard Bruce Dick Cheney Halliburton cards. I also have a United States of America freedom playing cards with uh, George W. Bush, president. Wow. On the, uh, on the front here. Wow, these are good. So <laughs> yeah, the Richard Bruce, the Richard Bruce Dick Cheney Vice President Halliburton uh, trading card set. That the box is camouflage, yeah. camouflage, and in here, oh, in here, oh my God! So every card is a different piece to this man's puzzle. Um, man, these cards were sealed, and this one's ripped almost in half. And they were sealed. Look at this guy. The Jack of Spades, Spencer Abraham, Secretary of Energy. Look at that man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that looks Google like... search Spence, Spencer Abraham if you're... Jesus. I have some really, really terribly photoshopped pictures here. It's just like... Kathleen, Kathleen Harris made my deck. Jesus Christ. Um, Ooh. Ariel Eric Sharon, the Nine of Hearts. Ariel Eric Sharon. He he probably went by Eric because Ariel is too feminine of a name. So he's like, no, no, no. Got to make yeah, that masculine. Was, was he Israeli prime minister? Qu- in quotes, ally. Ally. Wow. I have, I have some former POWs in my deck. <laughs> Jessica Lynch, Patrick Miller. Um, I have a yellow ribbon for all MIAs. Just in case. Just U.S. Marines graphic on that one. In memory of our fallen heroes, a salute to those who served our nation. We gotta put these up on the on the podcast Facebook. Holy um, cow! Yeah, these are crazy. And then um, there's one more thematic pack that yeah. goes with this one. Um, and this one is also, also camouflage like the yeah. Dick Cheney pack, this this stack of playing cards. This is an unboxing of this, too. And I think it has the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Saddam Hussein on the front. Yes. Saddam. So open that up. Also See, just says precedent. These were made in China, by the way. So God bless America. Carl Rove. Yeah. Carl know, Rove. You know that dude's going to make the deck. The ace of clubs in the Dick Cheney deck is Carl Rove, White House senior advisor. Brain behind Bush is what they labeled him as. Brain behind Bush, Carl Rove. So this one is... Tell us about the Saddam deck. I have to say this is going to be, you know, showing my own ignorance here. These are all, um, looks like all Iraqi members of government mm-hmm. including they literally have a playing card that's like the not pictured silhouette on the four of diamonds oh no there's a few holy cow so they didn't even have pictures for the playing cards so they just put that we have no idea this picture looks like the silhouette of a human is on most of these <laughs> cards. It's like just in, their name and the silhouette of a human on the cards. Yeah, it's like when uh, in MySpace before you have mm-hmm. a picture because the Facebook one's a little bit too detailed. It's got like hair and stuff. No, this is just the round head. Oh, Inspector Number Twenty Six checked over this pack, made Ooh. sure all the uh, not pictured cards were there. Yeah, most of this deck is not pictured. <laughs> Jesus, they it's couldn't even names. get 
they couldn't even get the like highly pixelated small ass pictures that adults put on Facebook that they set that their profile picture. Here's one from my deck from the Dick Cheney deck. Bill O'Reilly Jr., Fox anchor and host, most biased coverage. The eight of most clubs. Most biased coverage. Most biased coverage. Mr. Bill O'Reilly Jr., the ace of clubs. Condoleezza made it. Condoleezza Rice, natural, national security advisor. Chevron. Wow. Oh, this one has... Peter fucking Sutherland. This one has captured under his name and oh. title. Oh, boy. So th- I guess this is a um, most wanted. Mm-hmm. That's most, a most th- wanted. Am, ooh. Killed in action. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. How about on the Dick Cheney deck, we have Jeb Bush, the four of diamonds, governor of Florida, Enron ex-partner, vote-rigging defendant. Vote-rigging defendant. So is this... Is this pro-Cheney or anti... It's tough to know. Rush Limbaugh? Yeah. It's definitely anti-Cheney because this is Rush Limbaugh, warmongering talk show radio host, Six of Diamonds. So it's all satire, folks. I'm going to be putting a lot of these on the Thrifty (laughs) Podcast Facebook page. So if you don't like Thrifty Podcast on Facebook... Find it, type it in the search bar, Thrifty Podcast, give it a like, because I'm going to be posting these, and these are wild. But in the interim, we're going to head to commercial. When we come back, I have two questions that you folks have submitted into the Roach Coach. And Kelsey, I think you're going to be on board with these, and we may disagree with these. Because it's gross-based. It's stuff that's gross-based. So stick around after the commercials. We'll be right back. management emphasizes is the importance of not dropping calls. They say when we drop a call, it's like dropping a person. So they want us to know what that feels like. That's why management decided to get us the Avaya One X desk phone, which reduces our number of dropped calls. And with Avaya's high fidelity audio, the One X desk phone also gets crystal clear voice quality, so you're going to sound great. You ready, Bradley? Avaya. Taking the pain out of everyday office communications. Genesean is believing. Vacations are great on the seacoast of Genesee country. The sights, sounds. And the smells. What is that? Fish chowder. Try some. My secret recipe. Wow, great chowder. This Genesee's great beer almost as good as my chowder. Anyway, um, so we have two questions into the Roach Coach today. You could hit us up Thrifty Podcast at Yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. Also on the on the Thrifty Dirt Sheet at Thrifty Podcast on Twitter, and then obviously the Facebook, which we're getting a lot of these messages from rather than the Yahoo, which makes perfect sense because it's 2018. But this first question actually has to do a little bit about beer. 
Uh, they write in, Thrifty, I recently went to a Goodwill outlet for the first time. Congratulations. I was able to find some type of beer mug collection, but inside some of the cups was some type of liquid, maybe old beer. I took them home and washed them thoroughly, but the cups still smell like wa- whatever was inside of them. To the eye, they seem to be clean, though. Do you think I should drink out of them? So they bought some mugs. Some of them were dirty. They cleaned them. Mm-hmm. They got all the gunk out of them, but they still stink like the liquid. Would you drink out of those? That is so heavily dependent on what that stink smells like. Mm-hmm. Because I've had, I've had like water bottles or cups, usually plastic, yeah. where... And what it usually is for me is wine. I'll leave wine in it for too long and then wash it out as best I can. Still smells like wine for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you can identify By that the stink, stink, yeah. if you can't identify that stink, dig a hole in your backyard, bury the cups and forget about them. Mm-hmm. I actually pretty much agree except for the burying part. I think you keep those. But also, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly, it says some of the beer, beer mugs have a, had, a, had gunk in them, and they washed them out, and they still smell like that gunk. Yeah. That means some of the beer mugs are fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, the ones that are fine, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. So I'm going to say don't drink out of the ones that you don't know are fine, but it's just based on the fact, say you got, I don't know how many you got, say you got six beer mugs and three of them had gunk in them. Just use the three that aren't Mm. and then just have the other ones for display. But I don't know. I don't know. They're like, uh, you know, I don't know if maybe they, these are like, this is the only cups they have and they much like us, you know, that you moved into an apartment or a house and this was what they got for cups. So they're Mm -hmm. just like, well, fuck, I don't have enough cups. Yeah. Um, but if, how about this? They think it might be old beer. Yeah. Would you drink out of a, a beer stink? Would you drink out of a beer stink? If I had put the beer stink there. Yes. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't put the beer stink there. No, I'm sorry. Like it's too hard. It's too hard to say for certain because beer comes in many flavors mm-hmm. and smells so i think your final word is if you put the stink there then yeah if it's your stink then you- yes unidentified stink bury it bury it <laughs> fair enough so we have one more question uh for the roach coach and it actually kind of pertains a lot to you um, yeah this is you read me this question before yeah. And uh, this is something that we have a lot of disagreements about, mm-hmm. I think. So this one writes in Thrifty Podcast. I'm curious to know what types of items you wouldn't trust if you found them at a Goodwill. Not as far as if you would buy the item, but more so if you feel comfortable using the item. And then they said bedding, question mark, mattresses, question mark, clothes, question mark. What is your limit? You could go with your limit first. Okay. I have a few. Anything that would touch my genitals, no. Mm-hmm. So underwear, bedding, uh, swimsuits, mm-hmm. uh, pajamas, no. Mm-hmm. Anything that touches my face directly, like pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this disagreement, some furniture. I think there are certain fabrics that are on couches that I'd be okay with, like that... 
that old kind of grandma tapestry fabric. I'm fine with that. Oof, I feel like, but that's not comfortable. To no, sit it's not on. comfortable. But like, I feel like that can't really absorb a lot of stink because mm-hmm. not even the stink is comfortable on that. Mm-hmm. But like real, real super plush stuff. Oh no. Yeah. Ew. I feel like that is just so full of farts and fart particles that I'm going to get pink eye and I'm just going to get poop all over me and I can't You're very with it. scared about getting poop up in you. Yeah. Like poop stuff in you. Okay, I would argue that more people should be afraid of getting poop in them. Yeah. Um I mean, I, what else is there? I guess like kitchenware. I'm pretty fine kitchenware. with kitchenware. They said mattresses and I I'd say no on mattresses only because, well, I mean, for the obvious reason, like it's somebody else's mattress, you know, but it's like, there, it's not like you could just pick it up. And I think that's, that's where I draw the line. If it's something that could be easily moved or moved by yourself, I'm more inclined to be like, give it a go. But if it's like a whole monotonous, like, let's get this, like, I'm not getting a mattress from the Goodwill because it's hard to do it as it is. And if I was willing, yeah. and if I, and you know this firsthand, if I was willing to actually move a mattress, I would have not gotten a new mattress this week because my prior mattress was 40 years old. Yeah. I had a 40 year old mattress. Mattresses, I'm going to, I'm going to go hard no. And like my hard no is going to be to tell other people no. Mm-hmm. Don't buy a used mattress. Just think of all the like, human i'm using myself as a reference point here but all the human functions that happen while you're sleeping like okay obviously people have sex on mattresses i'm not trying to sleep in somebody else's sex gunk uh the amount of skin cells that you shed in your lifetime and the amount of those that are going to end up in the fabric of your mattress no thank you i'm a very sweaty person when i sleep so that thing is just soaked in my own sweat mm-hmm. um like TMI, people who have menstruation, sometimes there you have something that goes on in the night. You're not covered, so that's going to get in there. Mm-hmm. No way. Absolutely not. Don't do it. Don't do it. I would say animals, no, but not based on that. Other animals peeing on the mattress, like cats and stuff oh, like that. Oh, one of my boys peed on my old mattress. Yeah. One of my boys peed on my old mattress, and I slept on it for like 10 years after. No, one of it. my boys stayed over they had too much to drink we were in the mattress together we slept together he pissed on me and my mattress everything i woke up and this is the truth i woke up i'm not gonna say who it is but i had woken up to somebody like riddling in my closet and this was yeah about 10 years ago something like that maybe even more but around 10 and I was like, hey, what are you doing in my closet? And he's like, oh, nothing. And I was like, okay. And then I went back to sleep in the same mattress. I had then woke up regular time in the morning. And I had realized that I was like. Wet. Like wet. Like, yeah, like humid. Like humid. Not like like you couldn't squeeze me and piss would come out. It was just like a humid humidity in my like pants. My shorts were stuck to me as in my boxers, much like I am now. I'm barely wearing clothes, folks. Um, but I was like, um, yeah, they were kind of stuck to me. And then he had said that he had pissed the bed during the night. And, and that was him getting up, getting new blankets to like cover himself. So I slept in that piss 
with my boy's piss on me for a long time. And then I kept the mattress. And it was 40 years old. So I'm going to say no to buying a mattress at the Goodwill. But it's it's mostly based on the fact that if you're going about it in the sense of getting that mattress out of the Goodwill, which is hard to do because you have to find somebody with a truck. You have to take that. It's a whole thing. Not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. It is. N- it's not worth it. Clean mattress, no clean mattress. It's not worth it. Buy yourself a new mattress. Wait 40 years till you have the money, like I did, and then buy yourself a mattress. And if you're real desperate for somewhere to sleep, just get like a cheapo futon. Mm-hmm. I know it's not good for your back, but like at least it's it's new and it's yours. Yeah, true. We still need a microwave for this apartment that I'm going to be getting at a Goodwill probably. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Yeah. Finding one. I don't know. There was somebody... It's going to come down to, I will probably just buy the microwave. Okay. I'm not paying no $55 for a microwave, though. That's like cheap microwave. I'm not going to be doing that. That's so much for a microwave. That's not a lot for a microwave. That's We're not going to have this conversation on air, but that's, like that's not a lot for a microwave. But somebody had, it was either last episode or the episode before, but somebody had emailed in saying that they got a mic, they were, they got a microwave from a Goodwill mm-hmm. and it didn't work and it had a no return policy. And when they called and said like, I know there's a no return policy, but could I switch this microwave out? And the person on the phone did a bit. They were like, yeah, of course you could switch it out. And they're like, oh, when could I come down? And they're like, and hung up on them. <laughs> See, maybe you should not buy a microwave from Goodwill. I'm still considering. I will. Let's see what happens first. You buy a new microwave or me a, a old one for pennies on the dollar. And throw it in our kitchen. God, I will probably buy a new one because I just can't take it. But a special thanks to Bluffs for the theme to our show, which is the theme to our show for many reasons, alternate reality. Again, find us on Facebook, Thrifty Podcast. Type it in there, the Thrifty Dirt Sheet, on Twitter, at Thrifty Podcast. And if you have any emails or questions for us or you'd like to show us some thrift picks, Thrifty podcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. Now, um, I am unemployed now officially, so I'll be doing some more content for the Facebook page. Um, I got into the habit for a while there, but fell back out of it. That's just what happens when you're hot and cold on pretty much everything you ever do. Um, but thanks everybody for listening. Kelsey, thank you for joining us this week. It's always super fun to have you. Um, and hopefully now that we're living together, you could be on more. Who knows? Yeah, I can't see much getting in my way other than, you know, maybe the dining room table. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk soon. And for everybody else, get roached.